see it in the movies and the paper and the TV news. Somebody's army is always on the move. There's gonna be a battle, the lines have been drawn, they got guns and tanks and planes. The wells are gone dry and the water is bad and the air is acid rain. War after war and rumors of war from the east There's a rumbling in the ground and they're talking about the beast Hello, hello, welcome to Reports from Under the Desk. My name is Shell Wagner. I'm so glad you guys came to join us today. Thank you to all of our friends who are already here with us in the chat and to all those who were watching in the future. This has just been a really interesting week so far. Yesterday, Lee was here interviewing uh, Heather Gray. Um, and today, I am going to be interviewing a new friend. Her name is Dr. Carrie Brown. So here's what we're going to be talking about today. Here's our show description. Are we in the end times? What's coming for humanity? Can we prepare for it? So Carrie, Dr. Carrie Brown is an NDMH. She's a naturopathic doctor and master herbalist who is Torah observant and a believer in Yahweh and Yahusha. We will learn about her thoughts on the current events of our world and how it affects our health and what we can do to help ourselves. So I'm really excited. Carrie, Dr. Carrie Brown is a board certified traditional naturopath pathic doctor and a master herbalist um, and has been helping others for almost a decade. She's been Torah observant since the fall of 2008 when Yahweh showed her what Babylon was in the scriptures and subsequently what Babylon was in modern times. Dr. Brown's been keeping Torah and the Moedim for 15 years now. She was recently introduced by a friend to the Olive Tav body system an ancient but renewed therapy by fellow naturopathic doctor, Dr. Alfonso Monzo III. Soon after learning about this system, Yah has given Dr. Brown the mission to help the children of Yahweh break the chains of bondage caused by bad health. In order to break these chains caused by bioweapons and nanotechnology, she will be setting the captives free with the olive top body system, diet, herbals, homeopathies, and other modalities that their father wills for his children. So with that, I want to go ahead and bring on my guest, Dr. Carrie Brown. Welcome, Carrie. Hey. So good to see you. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I am good. It's so good to have you on the show today. Well, I really appreciate you asking me on. I'm really excited about being here. Yeah, well, we're so glad to have you. Now, I kind of had something on my heart. This is probably a little known passage that it's in the apocryphal books, uh, the book of Sirach. But I wanted to read this one little thing because I've been thinking about it and thinking about the plan that Yah has for his children with the gift with the gift of the physician that whose heart belongs to him. So I just wanted to read this one little thing to get us started. Sounds great. Okay. So this is in Sirach chapter 38, and I'm reading verses one through 15. And it says, 
honor a physician with the honor due unto him for the uses which ye may have of him. For Yahweh has created him. For of El Elyon comes healing, and he shall receive honor of the king. The skill of the physician shall lift up his head, and in the sight of great men he shall be in admiration. Yahweh has created medicines out of the earth, and he that is wise will not abhor them. Was not the water made sweet with wood, that the virtue thereof might be known? And has he given men skill that he might be honored in his marvelous works? With such he heals men and takes away their pains. Of such the apothecary makes a confection, and of his works there's no end. And from him is peace over all the earth. My son, in your sickness, be not negligent, but pray unto Yahweh, and he will make you whole. Leave off from sin and order your hands aright, and cleanse your heart from all wickedness. Give a sweet savor and a memorial of fine flour, and make a fat offering as not being. Then give place to the physician, for Yahweh has created him. Let him not go from you, for you have need of him. There is a time when in their hands there is good success, for they shall also pray unto Yahweh that he would prosper that which they give for ease and remedy to prolong life. He that sins before his maker, let him fall into the hand of the physician. <laughs> I love that. It hits so many things, doesn't it? It, it does. The herbals that we, uh, you know, that we use, the compassion, the love, the fact that physicians that are in the kingdom of Yah, they're praying for Yah's wisdom to help someone. Yes. Yeah. What is he, huh? Yeah, that was very good. I've never read that before. Yeah, I I just, I had read it a while ago and and then I got it out um, actually before that interview I did with Dr. Monzo and I thought, I'll read that. And then I thought, no, I don't have time to read that. <laughs> so I thought I'd start our show with it today. Yes, yeah, we have a little bit more time on ours. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I'm so glad you're here today. And I wanted to hear a little bit about, you know, what drew you to herbs and being a naturopath. Tell us, tell us about a little about you. How, okay. How you got well, to where you are. Um, I am no stranger to uh, ill health that, you know, it is chronic. Um, it's not really affects me personally it affects my sons and um so i have my theory that it was actually um vaccine induced the nanotechnology the bioweapons all of that is how i believe that my sons are affected but let me back up my um sons have all of them i have three sons um they're age 32 30 and almost 26. And, uh, and I also have a daughter and she's 24. Um, but she's not affected. So my three sons, uh, one of them started being greatly affected when he was about five and we took him to go see his pediatrician to ask what is going on. Um, 
and he had a contracted elbow that was starting to contract. It's not as extreme as it is now, but it was um, just not straight. And um, his neck was real tight and he couldn't bend his neck down. Well, three months earlier, I had went and got him his first round of vaccines because I did not know that um, you could say no. I didn't know that you could put a kid into public school and have a waiver. And um, so uh, I did know that I could say no until he turned, until we entered him in public school. If we kept him out and I homeschooled him, then I wasn't going to vaccinate. That was in my mind. But I don't know, just didn't have that understanding yet. Um, yeah. so we got him vaccinated about three months later, his arm starts contracting and, um, we took him to go see the pediatrician and the pediatrician, um, said, we don't know what this is. And then that started a 10 year search for trying to figure out what is going on with my son. And we finally find a, um, by a very long trail of events, we find a neurologist who said, I think I know what this is. I think this is a muscular dystrophy. Wow. And she, and you know, cause we've seen cardiologists and uh, you know, um, bone doctors and you know, all sorts of different ologists, you know? And um, so the neurologist said, I think you need to come over here. I think this is a muscular dystrophy and let's test for it. So she did all sorts of tests. And while she was there, I think, um, one of my sons came along just for the ride and she looked at him and said, he's got the same thing. And then that's how we started going. Oh my goodness. You know, all my sons have this. So anyways, they couldn't figure it out. They went to the national Institute of health. They, um, had just finished decoding the human genome. This was 2012. And so when they did, they were able to take a DNA sam sample of my sons and then tested them and found an extra gene that had been added in there. And it's an extra protein or something like that. This is what they say. I yeah. personally have come to the conclusion that, that that's a bunch of hooey that if anything, they activated that uh, because it, everything was silent. My other sons, their symptoms were so mild. We didn't even know that they had anything. Anyways, so um, I became a naturopath because I wanted to help my sons. I wanted to find out a way to discover there's got to be a way to help them. And that has always been my thrust is helping my family. And then it's like, I see it as like a ripple as I help my family and then I help my friends and then I help the people beyond. And so everything that I do in my practice, I have already proven on myself, proven on my, uh, family and my friends. And, um, and so then that's when I start recommending it to other people is it's already been a proven product to us. If there is something that we start having problems with, it's out, it's not recommended, you know? So right. that's how I 
came into natural health was um, out of chronic ill health, you know, finding yeah. no answers and right. needing answers. So um, that's what when I heard Dr. Monzo and him talking about, you know, if you have the rarest of the rare that nobody else has, you've got a nanotech bioweapon, you know, they literally when they diagnosed my sons, they said, you have the rarest of the rare muscular dystrophy. So when he said that, I was like, I'm, this is it. I know that this is what's going on. And I know it started with the vaccinations. Yeah. And so um, to get to a place where we can turn them off, that's what I want to do. I want to help as many people as possible. Let's turn these suckers off. Yeah, I you know? agree. I agree. Well, to back up in your story a little bit, tell us yeah. a little bit about what a naturopath physician is. Okay. So there is a word usage there that you got to be careful of. So okay. um, legally, I'm not allowed to say natu naturopathic, naturopathic physician. Oh. That is one who literally goes to medical school and then is licensed to um, prescribe a pharmacia, right. a pharmaceutical med. So um, they do minor surgeries. Uh, there is only one college in the United States that I know of that allows people to go for this sort of training. And it's in, um, I think it's Oregon. Uh -huh. And um, there are cancer hospitals that have naturopathic physicians in there. Um, they're, they're not much different than a medical doctor. They're not what I am. So I'm a naturopathic doctor, which is someone who educates on herbs, right. educates on homeopathy, um, on the energies of the body. Um, I help people by using the tools that are found in creation and right. our father made our bodies amazing. That's why they had to use nanotech on us is because we are so amazing, our machines of our body, that they had to use bioweapons against us. They literally had to come up with a way to shut us down. And so, you know, Yaw is not crazy. He is not dumb. He knows how to turn our bodies back on. He knows how to help us. So he's given us tools in our creation. And I think that in his creation, not our creation, <laughs> uh, but I think that he is helping us to understand the more serious therapies that are going to be needed in the future. I think that what was released by COVID uh -huh. is a very serious bioweapon against humanity. I think that um, there's, there's still people uh, on social media platforms that get really angry at me for saying that it was more than a flu. And um, it was not a flu. I was sick for a month in bed. Uh -huh. And... Um, 
I hear this all the time from everybody. So it was definitely something that was released on humanity and it was not a flu. It was not a regular virus. And the, of course, jab, which is not a vaccine, the mRNA jab, um, they, uh, I believe that they have done something pretty, pretty rotten to humanity. And I think that they are possibly generators of the spike protein that these are walking generators of COVID. But I think honestly, because this gets into the shedding, are they shedding? Are they not? Um, I still have my doubts on whether or not they're 100% shedding still. I just think that they make themselves sick. So I think we've supposedly it's 70% of the human race has been jabbed. So there's 70% of the human race is walking around feeling awful. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. And uh, we're trying to get this message out as far as wide as as far and wide as possible. And of course, on YouTube, that means we always have to be careful with everything, how we say it. So everybody kind of knows what we're talking about. So we may be a little esoteric in our discussion, but I know you guys know exactly what we're discussing. So we'll 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 look at that. So tell me, um, so when you went to school, where, where did you, where did you go to school? What did that entail? And, and how do you, um, so then start unraveling a puzzle when someone comes to you as far as what's going to help? Okay. So that's a very loaded question. I'll try to remember all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. If you don't, we'll, we'll circle back around. Okay. I'm like, oh, let me take notes on what that question was. <laughs> um, so I uh, I found a natural health college that um, maybe, maybe a lot of the believers on your channel understand what I'm saying is um, natural health is invaded by... Um, false teachings and um, new age. And um, so I was very, very concerned about pursuing an education, natural health that was going to lead me down that path. So I did a ton of research. It took me probably six months to a year to finally decide on the school I wanted to go to. And um, it was Trinity School of Natural Health. And um, they are Christian founded and they are, um, they're a good school. They've had their ups and downs. Um, but for the most part, they are really good school, really solid foundation. They've been around for 30 years. That was another thing is there were a couple of other schools that they pop up, they Uh take your money and then they disappear. Mm -hmm. And so I needed something that had been proven and time tested and was still here and would be there all the way through my education and was respectable and that I wouldn't be ashamed of for saying I went to this college, you know, and, um, I joined my star to that wagon, you know? So sorry, I'm a Texan. I I say all sorts of weird things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but 
anyways, so there, I went to that school. It's a completely online school. So I was able to stay home. I homeschooled my kids. So that was another thing is I um, absolutely needed to do this remotely. I could not pick my family up and move us to wherever the school was. I didn't think that would be fair to them. So they would be sitting at the kitchen table doing their schoolwork and I would be sitting there doing my schoolwork and, um, and they finished their high school and I finished my, (laughs) my natural health education. And, uh, um, what was the rest of the question? So, so, well, I'll, I'll circle back, but so did that combine, um, becoming a master herbalist from the same. Okay. There, it was a, another program and it was so good what I had learned. And I, I feel, I love homeopathy. Don't get me wrong. Um, I really do. It's very powerful, but there's times where I feel more drawn towards, um, herbalism because I love the idea. I haven't done it yet, <laughs> but I love the idea of, of one of these days, if it gets really bad, I could go out in the forest and I could pick myself that plant and I could, I could yeah. take that herb, you know, like I could eat it and we'd be okay. You know? So I love that idea. Homeopathy is something that, um, I could in theory do cause you take that herb and you put it in water and you succuss it and then you take yeah. a drop out, put it in more water and you do it all and you keep doing it. And then it, it becomes energy medicine instead of an herbal. So, um, and consequently becomes more powerful because the energy has grown stronger with each succussion, um, that you do with each change of water. So if you didn't know that about homeopathy, that's the difference between herbalism and homeopathy. Okay. So, um, so anybody who has a problem with, uh, energy, you know, therapies or stuff like that, but they're taking homeopathy. Um, I would encourage them to realize that homeopathy is energy medicine, energy remedies. And so, um, and it is regulated by the FDA. So if it was snake oil, they would not be regulating it. They're regulating it because it is so powerful. Right. So, um, and speaking on regulation, they're trying to go in and, um, throw in some more laws in there to, um, take away more rights to herbs and homeopathy. And I don't know if anyone knows this in Europe, but over in Europe, you have to have a, um, prescription from a medical doctor in order to access homeopathy or an herb. Wow. And um, so the U.S. is their Congress is trying to start to implement that. So just imagine walking into Walgreens or CVS Pharmacy and having to ask for some sort of echinacea. And they'd be like, "Okay, show me your prescription from your doctor. Right. What? Wow. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to be said of, of knowing the plant from beginning to end and, and yes. having some knowledge of being able to grow some plants and recognize the plants and, yes. and how to, you know, formulate things yourselves and, and use them. But, but before I get on, let me get back to that uh, last part of that other question was, okay, now is most of your practice um, online? 
Yes, I do 100% remote right now. Okay. Um, I have, I did have an in-person practice and my son started having health issues. And so I closed it to stay home with him. And uh, after COVID, I really felt led by y'all that it was far beyond time to reopen my practice. And so I started doing, you know, um, 100% online so I could reach more people and more people are more open to being um, remote before I did have remote and an in-person practice and 100% of my clients saw me in person. They didn't want to do remote, but now everyone after the lockdowns and everything, they now understand what remote is about. So um, for now, I'm still remote. And um, until y'all shows me anything else, I'm still going to be remote until something else comes up. Yeah. And and this, just so everybody knows, um, is Carrie's website right here. You can see it. So www.powerfulnaturalhealth.com. So I wanted everybody to be able to, to see that. And for those who are listening by podcast, that you'll know where to find Carrie when we're done with our interview there. <laughs> All right. So let's say I went to your website and I kind of fill out this questionnaire. Let's, you know, just take me for an example since I've used my, you know, and, and you've got somebody, oh, they're just exhausted all the time. It's been going on forever. You know, what kinds of things are you looking at? Because I imagine it's a little like being an investigator. Yes. You know, and, and people don't always tell you everything, do they? <laughs> no. And that's a good point. There are a lot of people who maybe either feel shameful of admitting, you know, yeah, I drink uh, Dr. Pepper right. six times a day, you know, you know, like <laughs> they don't want to say that. So uh, you do start peeling back the layers. It does take several um, sessions in order to get the truth and get to the bottom of things. Um, yes, there is a questionnaire on there. It's uh, under the tab for intake forms. And right. the intake forms has, of course, all the legal red tape, you know, filling that stuff out. But there is a questionnaire on there that has a lot of leading questions and multiple choice and, um, you know, so you can uh, mark on there exactly, I can get a pretty good feel of what it is that I'm looking at in that person. So um, in our first consultation, say you filled out that paperwork, you sent it to me. And that first, sometimes in the paperwork, I see that I need to see your um, face close up because uh, you can read a lot about what's going on internally in someone's face and a picture of your tongue for, oh, you know, a, a tongue. Um, I don't want to call it diagnosis. I got to be really careful. I'm not allowed to say diagnosis because that means right. that I am practicing medicine and right. then I can be sued. So um, I do not practice medicine. I do not prescribe <laughs> right. I recommend you you're, it's more like consulting. Yes, right? it is. And uh, on that level. Yeah. So if you've ever been to a medical doctor, which um, all of us have, and you go to the medical doctor and you say, Hey, I have this, 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 
and they semi listen or they don't listen and they go take all these meds yeah. and then they walk out and you think to yourself, well, I wish you would have listened to me. And I also wish that you would have asked me, do yeah. you want all these meds? You know? And so with a naturopathic doctor, what we do is we come in and say, what do you want? Let me help you achieve the goal that you've got. And so 99% of the time people come in and um, I will say that, you know, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to change? And there'll be almost always the surface level of every United States American is, well, I want to have more energy, number yeah. one. And number two, I want to lose this excess weight. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, for me in my practice, I have a three-step uh, protocol that I do with everyone. And it is, I get you started on an anti-inflammatory diet nutritional program. And the one that I use is shape reclaimed. Um, but, uh, it is not necessary for anyone to work with me to use any of the products I recommend. And that's another difference between a medical doctor and a, you know, naturopathic doctor is I'm like, Hey, this is what I use if you would like to use this, then let's go for it. And a lot of times people will be like, well, I'm already doing this. And all right, well, let's use your stuff, you know, and yeah. we work together. I walk alongside of you. So, um, get you on the anti-inflammatory, get your body to where you're in a healthier state with just the foundational food that you are putting in your mouth and into right. your belly. And that reminds me of um, Shaul, Paul, you know, <laughs> however yeah. you want to say his name, um, how he said, you know, basically your God is your belly. And right. it resounds with me because um, I'm almost embarrassed to say that, you know, my God was my belly at one point. And it wasn't. If you were right. to ask me that, I would be like, oh, no way. You know, um, I got control over this, but. After COVID, it really made me reevaluate. And so um, if someone's going to be on the anti-inflammatory, they have to give up the things that inflame. And those that would be gluten, that would be sugar, that would be anything with GMO. Um, right. It's a lot of grains are GMO'd now. A lot of uh, potatoes and, yeah. you know, starchy things are... Corn. Um, yeah. Oh, corn is like... <laughs> Like, don't even touch it. Don't even look at it. Like, just walk through. I see you and I'm walking by you. Like, don't even, the corn is is not, I think it's plastic now. I mean, it's yeah. so bad for you. Um, what they have done to our food, it's what Dr. Monzo was saying. I believe it was in your interview with them is how uh, they have destroyed our food chain. and yeah. um, And it's to destroy us. So corn is one of the things that will hurt you. So anyways, with this anti-inflammatory program, it helps you to alkalize your body, which if you're acidic, just think of acid eating away at your body on the inside. I mean, just yeah. imagine that. So it alkalizes your body. If you're too alkaline, because there are people who go the vegetarian route, 
and they become too alkaline and they're sick. So it brings you into balance, which is, that's what a naturopath does is brings your body into balance. Um, and the second thing that it does is it helps to boost your immune system because if you are eating that corn that we were just talking about, you are going to be so inflamed that your body is going to want to attack itself. Right. And, and I'm not saying that's autoimmune. I'm just saying that um, at the very least, your body is having to work overtime to get rid of the things that are inflaming it. So um, it lowers your immune system because your body is fighting every meal time right. what you're taking into your body. You know, that that's just huge when we think about that, because the one thing, you know, food was supposed to be to give us energy. Right. <laughs> and to build strength in the body and to think about the poisoning of the food supply, the water supply, you know, the air supply, all things that we should be drawing strength that you intended for us to draw strength from it's our enemy has gone after all of those things. Yes. You know, you, I know we were kind of looking at, you know, the time period that we're living in, you know, it's just incredible. And I'd, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on how all this is working together in this particular time period we're living through. So, um, you know, what in the description it is, you know, like, are we in the end times? Um, you know, uh, I just got through talking to someone who thinks that they still have 20 years. Um, I personally, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this world's really hard. Can we just like, yeah. like, let's get this party started. I'm already, you know, uh, yeah. so, uh, what I'm looking for is the abomination of desolation. I feel like that's the clock. So when that clock starts ticking, it'll be a time of trouble that our world has never seen before. And that means like during Hitler's reign and all the awful things that they were doing. And, um, you know, during all the, like the crusades and all the wars that were going on during that time. I mean, you know, you can sit there and you can think of all the evil that was going on during Noah's time. And it's still not as evil as what will happen when that clock starts. Yeah. And so I can see how with the bioweapons, the nanotechnology, everything to slow us down by robbing us of energy, like mm -hmm. Dr. Monzo was talking about, about how our copper top batteries in our cells which is called mitochondria, that those copper top batteries are being sucked dry. Mm -hmm. So just like a useless battery, just nothing, just go toss it in the trash. That's what is happening to our bodies. And it's happening like an epidemic across the United States. I don't know. I can't speak about any other nation, but surely it's the same way across there. Yeah. So there's no energy. We are being dumbed down. Go read a um, test from eighth grade back in 1890 or 1880 
I don't even think that I could pass it. And, you know, um, I've got a bachelor's and so I don't think that I could pass it. And, um, you can walk into a store that, um, you see the Walmart. (laughs) I don't know if anybody has seen these, but they've been shared with me. They're the pictures of people walking around Walmart and like their underwear or something, you know? And then, there was one lady where she had her sweatpants pulled all the way up here and was topless. And she was, I think in her sixties or seventies and, you know, she may have just been with dementia or something, but you know, just odd stuff like that going on. There's some really weird uh, things happening. And after COVID and everybody started getting jabbed, everybody started having car accidents. Mm -hmm. And they had the audacity to say that it's because you didn't get jabbed uh, for your second booster jab. Did you see those headlines? Yeah, I did not see that, but that that is really interesting that I they're mean, blaming I, it on that. Yeah, it was, and it was mainstream media, and they were like, "Yeah, there was an uptick in car wrecks, and it's because you need to go get more jabs." And it was like, "What? How did you get there?" So um, all of that, the 5G, the article that uh, I shared in the um, Under the Desk Telegram group about how they have just discovered that humans are the best um, tower antenna for 6G. And they want us to start wearing copper bracelets or copper um, rings or stuff like that so that we can start being the antenna for whoever's in charge of all of this. Right. So um, that just those things alone, just the, the people just dying suddenly, you know, um, I think we went over a precipice. I think we're, we've entered new territory. I don't think Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, how they keep saying the new normal. Um, I think they want to try to normalize what's going on, but we're, we're in bizarro world. This is crazy. What is going on? And so I can't tell you definitively. Yes, we've ended, we've, you know, come into the end times, but um, it is a time I could see that if this keeps progressing, that it'll be a time of trouble that the world has never seen. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a date setter. I don't, yeah. you know, I just, I don't do that. But however, I'm going to show this comment from um, uh, remnants from Czech Republic, Sister Sharka, because, you know, I've heard this too, and I don't discount this, that some say the clock has started with the jabs uh, being a part of the abomination of desolation entering our body, the temple of Yah, and changing human DNA, putting the beast mark in it. And, you know, that's not the first time I've heard that. And yeah. I don't I don't discount any of that. I mean, time is certainly going to prove things out of yes. where we're where we're at, you know, um, that that that. The only danger I've ever seen too in that thought process is is people giving up on somebody who maybe made a different decision than they did. And I'm not giving up on anybody who's got the breath of life in them. I'm going to pray and I'm going to trust Yah and I'm going to ask him to cleanse blood and help people yeah. to repent and 
and to get things straight. So, yeah. Well, you know, if, if I could address that, this yeah. is the conclusion that I came to, because we also saw that it was, you know, very prevalent thought that was out there for um, quite a while. It's kind of died down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we went back and we looked at the specific scriptures in Revelation that talked about the mark of the beast. And um, it's a mark that's tied to a beast. And so then we have to figure out, well, what's the beast? And it's the beast system that it's talking about. And so when I read that, um, I see a governmental type system that is called the beast. But um, I think it's going to be one world government. And I think that we are going to have to show our allegiance by um, some sort of mark. And so there'll be a line drawn in the sand. It's not going to be like, oh, dang it. Oh, you know, it's going to be, you are going to give up y'all. You are going to say, I need this paycheck. And so give me, and you roll up your sleeve and you go, give me that jab. Or it's, I don't know if it's going to be a jab. I don't know what it's going to be, but let's just say it's a jab. Right. I will take it with the barcode or whatever. So I can have that paycheck because of, I have a kid at home and I need to buy diapers and I need to buy, and it's understandable. We just went through that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, right. But we did not have to turn our back on y'all in order to get that uh, COVID jab. Right. So, um, I don't think that it's the mark personally. um, That's not how it reads to me in revelation. Um, But I do think that that's coming. And I think that that is what I'm hearing from all my fellow believers is that there is a massive stirring of alarm going off in us that there is something coming like, a, (laughs) you know, um, the first time that the word, tsunami was used was in the early 1900s and there was a national geographic um, reporter that happened to be on the beach and there was this huge earthquake that had happened and he was on the beach and there were um, Japanese people pointing out at a massive wave coming yelling tsunami 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 so it's a Japanese word right so um, I think that there are people on the beach standing there pointing and saying there is a tsunami coming. And I think it's us who are feeling this. We don't have the particulars yet. Right. But I think, and that's what I wanted to um, also bring out in this interview is I think that the tsunami could possibly be the abomination of desolation um, happening with the altar being set up and then being shut down. That's what I read the scriptures as saying, and that the one world system is going to show up and they will require the mark of the beast in order to function in the system that they're going to set up for us. And that's what I think is coming. And I think that they're going to make it really scary for us so that 
there's going to be a lot of people running for peace and safety. Mm. And so we're standing on the beach and we're pointing and we're saying there is something coming yeah, and we need to be prepared. And so my advice for anyone listening is start eating anti-inflammatory, give your immune system a break. Stop letting your belly be your God. Yeah. Stop with the food addictions. Uh, stop with any other addictions, get control over the things that have control over you get right. rid of them. Um, absolutely forgive others because <laughs> that scripture, I wrote it down. It is Matthew six fourteen, And to me, this, everyone always says, what is the, um, you know, your favorite scripture? Well, my favorite scripture is not this one. This is actually what I consider the scariest scripture. And it's um, for if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their offenses, your heavenly father will not forgive yours. Yeah. And this is Yeshua speaking. So, and we believe that he's Yahweh, Yahuwah. So if we believe that, then he's saying, I'm not going to forgive you unless you forgive. And so if we want to stay in covenant with him, we need to start walking around thinking about, okay, who, who am I holding a grudge against? Right. Who do I need to let go of grudges and just start walking around? Just do I need to forgive you? Do I need to forgive you? <laughs> you know, because if you're not in covenant with y'all, you're not going to have good health. You're going right. to be deceived by whatever is coming, you are not going to be able to withstand the wiles of Hasatan. Right. So you have got to forgive. So um, that would be the second, third thing that I would say. Uh, and also open up all your energy pathways in your body. So um, and I'm speaking of the detoxification that I use um, that is through the LifeWave patches. Uh, Dr. Monzo uses those too, but he also, with the Olive Top Body, he um, helps you to open them through the original laying on of hands that right. was being used way back. Way back when we were yeah. not compromised, you know, and before the diaspora. So, um, open up all your energy pathways, get your bowels moving, get your urinary moving, get your liver moving, get your lymphatic moving, get your skin moving, do all the things you can do spiritually and physically to prepare for that tsunami that's coming. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the end times that's coming. It just may be just another COVID drama to scare us and lock us down. I don't know. Right. No, I really like your point about that with forgiveness. A couple of things come to mind, you know, um, nurse Lee and I did a series 12, uh, body systems, 12 tribes. And what we saw over and over again was the effect that anger had on the liver 
And then what I was thinking about is I'm pretty sure it's in Proverbs where it talks about how bitterness will rot the bones. Yes. Yeah. That's so, very good. And, and the, um, you know, uh, be angry and sin not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it is possible to be angry because y'all gets angry, yes. but to not sin. And so I think where the sin enters in is the unforgiveness where it's just that cancer of a yes. unforgiveness. Ugh. Yeah. I call it like, I, I always tend to think of it like uh, almost like a resentment. It's something that just plays like a bad tape in your head over and over and over again. And yeah, it's, yeah. you're just kind of digging a bad trench in your thinking process. Right? Okay. So, um, on, um, uh, it was last week, it was one of your programs. Um, you were talking about a better, Oh, I can't think of the one. It was the book that you were recommending for turning on your brain. Yes. Yes. By Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Yes. There you go. So, uh, in my naturopathy education, um, we of course see the way that you think is, uh, how your body will go. So, you know, that really resonated with me, what you were saying. I had not read her book, but you know, it was like, wow, I got to read that book. Well, the book that, um, was one of our textbooks was, uh, a better way to think. And it was written by a, I think it was a psychologist or psychiatrist, something like that. And they were talking about how they had studied the ill thoughts and then how it affected the body. And they even studied the grooves of the brain. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you're born, you have no grooves and in your brain. So right. as you go through life, the grooves get deeper. And um, I started thinking uh, along these lines is that I imagine myself when I'm thinking, like you were saying, where you just keep going around and around and replaying the heart. Right. Um, I was imagining myself on, you know, like, okay, so I'm weird. <laughs> um, I was imagining that I was walking around on my brain, you know, <laughs> and um, that I was like jumping off into the trench yeah. and the trench is those thoughts. And then I'm yeah. just, you know, um, how you have a wheel rut that if you get off in it, sometimes you can't get back out of that wheel rut because you're down in it and you're making it deeper and deeper. And every time you go up and down it, it makes it deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's what I imagine jumping in my mind into that trench is I am creating not only a grudge, but I'm creating a thought process that I, in the idle moments of my day, I'm leaping back off into that trench and just making it deeper and deeper and deeper mm -hmm. to where it's harder and harder and harder to get out. Yeah. And um, when I do see myself jumping off into that trench, I have started imagining myself climbing back out and walking on the smooth surface, not in a trench. Yeah. And it immediately pulls me out of that thought process. And then I start talking to y'all about, whatever was in that trench, you know, yeah. 
So um, the fact that you just brought that up, I was like, I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to say our thoughts directly affect the health of our body. We have to control our thoughts. Yes. And, and if that tsunami is going to be something that is going to be a powerful weapon used against humanity, a hundred percent, they're going to be using thoughts against us. Oh yeah. I've seen another, um, here, I wanted to show this. This is from, uh, Jennifer Lane. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> fellow practitioners, we have in, um, my alumni school, we have a small Facebook group with fellow practitioners in there that if you have a, um, client that is, you know, doing something that is like, wow, I, I need help with this. You know, we go into the Facebook group and ask a question and then, um, with the, um, you know, help, just help you to work through figuring out what is going on with this person. Right. Well, um, after all the jabs, the people, there were people that started, practitioners that started saying that they were seeing lots of clients coming in who were jabbed and that were so angry, yeah. so um, like ready to attack, ready to. Like a rage. Yes. Like a rage just waiting yeah. to explode. Yeah. And I, I noticed it really from the moment that the whole thing hit before the medical solution even was offered. Just when it came to the social justice messaging, if you're a good citizen, you're going to, you know, wear this dumb mask over your face and protect everybody else. And you'll take the medical solution because, you know, that's what good citizens do. And otherwise you don't love people. You don't care about people, but the people that were saying this, you were hearing them say in the same breath, you know, well, we should just go ahead and euthanize those who won't go along with us. I mean, I was shocked at yes. the amount of rhetoric coming yes. forth from, you know, influencers and, and Hollywood types and, and the news and the medical community and the things and, and, and our politicians that were so hard-hearted yeah. against fellow citizens that would not think and believe on the same lines that they were thinking and believing. Yeah. It was just well, amazing. And so, you know, if something like that is coming, you know, like a tsunami of, of something bad like that coming and um, they have already planted it in their minds that we are a problem. And yeah. so we have got to ready ourselves for loving our neighbor as ourselves, because um, Yeshua did not say, uh, you know, uh, do unto others as they have done to you. He said, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Right. This is the law and prophets. He's literally saying like, this is a summary yeah. of everything I have ever said to you is do unto them what you want to be done to you. And that is going to be a real, that's going to be, that's going to be not easy when they're standing there and they're saying, well, we're not, we're going to deny you any sort of medical care. Like say you have a broken bone yeah, yeah. or, 
Yeah. You know, yeah, no, they, no organ transplants, no, yeah. no, no heart, no, no life-saving mess, uh, measures. So <laughs> I want to talk about that. So, um, about a month, a month and a half ago, um, I read over, I wish I could, I should have looked it up, um, for this specific, but there was a scripture that said, um, and it was Yah talking to Israel and he said, it's time for you to stop looking to Egypt for your help. Yeah. Look to me. And when I read it, I mean, it was just like, and I thought he's saying, stop going like, oh, I've got strep. I need to go get some antibiotics. Right. Because if I don't get an antibiotic, I will die. And right. I mean, that's what we've been told. You will have heart problems. You know, who told us that? The same people who say that we need to go and get this jab is the best thing for us. You know, right. like we need to start thinking about who really is in charge here and who, what is this messaging? And we have just got to get it settled in our mind. We need to settle things within us. Yeah. We are fixing to see some things and I don't right. know what it is, but we have got to settle it within ourselves that we're not going to go running off to the local hospital. I'm not telling you to not go to the hospital. Right. I'm just saying it may not be an avenue that's right. even open for us. So if we just go, well, if I die, I die. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. So yeah. if I die, then I get to go and be with the father, you know, um, that's one of my it. favorite verses actually. Well, really? but uh, yeah, I used to be in motorcycle ministry and, and it was a bit frightening at times. And so the only way that I could do it, and I, be I believe this is in Romans. I, I really should look it back up, but I've just said it to myself for so long. And to paraphrase, it is, if I live, I'm going to live unto Yah. And if I die, I'm going to die unto Yah. So whether I live or whether I die, I belong to him. Yes. You know, and to have that kind of mentality because it, you know, we're going to have to not be fearful. And this is what Yahusha died to deliver us from. We were subject to the powers and principalities through a fear of death. Right. Yes. But when the fear of death has been eradicated because of the blood of the savior and what he's done, and we know where we're going, there is no fear of death and every breath belongs to him. Right. Woo! Yeah. I love it. It's a whole different mindset. It just makes it me is. so, I, I, I'm over it. I'm so over being afraid. Right. Right. I won't live love afraid. It. Yeah. Well, that's what um, I think it's the earmark of this uh, young generation that, you know, I've got young adults and um, for kids. And so I get to hear what is out there. Thankfully, for the most part, they don't think like that. And I'm very thankful for that. But what they hear is, you know, um, these young parents are so afraid of everything. They're, you know... I mean, like they're afraid of everything. I can't even think off the top of my head what it is, but I mean, you know, like, I mean, they're just 
fearful for their yeah. life and for their child's life. And it's like, well, you know, why don't you, um, you know, just get it in your heart that if you live, you're living because y'all wills it. Like, isn't he the one who is giving you your life? Like, let go of fear. If your kid rides in your car without being in a car seat, they will not instantaneously combust. You know, well, like, I mean, we were raised without car seats and we survived and they just like, I mean, they go off right. if, if there's not, you know, ah, you know, and it's just like, okay, the fear needs to go. Yeah. Um, that's what we got to settle in, in ourselves is, is the fear of dying. That is not the worst thing that could happen to you. Right. The worst thing that could happen to you is your spirit is sent into outer darkness or sent into hell or burned up in the lake of fire. I mean, you know, like yeah. that's what we need to be worried about. And we need exactly. to just, you know, I mean, the people who came before us were thrown in coliseums with lions. Yeah. They were burned for light fixtures right. on a road. Yes. And here we are. If we are offending people on social media, we will change our beliefs and we've just let it go. Start being fearless and let go of the fear. And okay. I'm off my soapbox. (laughs) I always just, I always kept on going. I was like, okay, I gotta stop. (laughs) Quick question for you. Do um, we're at about the hour mark, but do you have time if people want to put um, some questions, if they could put it in all caps for me, because our comment section has just been more than I could even begin to keep up with because oh. people are really enjoying this conversation. So I, I do just want to say, you know, so that I can handle it. If you've got something specific you want us to bring up and discuss, please put it in all caps so that um, I can recognize that. <laughs> yeah, I got the time. And, and if you don't mind being yelled at with all caps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, it'll just help me recognize it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all of this has just been really, really um, wonderful. So I'm going to put this first one from my friend Wire Wool. She says, Dr. Carey, what is your understanding of what traditional medicine calls autoimmune disease? Wow, what a great question. Thank you, Wirewell. That's a great question. So um, I, um, autoimmunity is 100%, in my opinion, uh, vaccine injury. And um, I do not, I was, if you want to label me, it doesn't offend me. I'm an anti-vaxxer um, and I don't believe that the science is, you know, correct there. So uh, long before the jab, I was totally against it. I did my dissertation for my naturopathic doctor education. My dissertation was on vaccines. So I really jumped in there and wrote a hundred pages worth of stuff. So the autoimmune is you, uh, your body is 
really not liking that you bypassed every immune, um, normal immune function of your body. This saliva stops any viral bacteria. It should be. Um, when you get your tonsils, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they start swelling. That is your first sign that your immune system is doing something for you. Um, and then they yank them out. They yank <laughs> them out. So you have no, uh, this is, I mean, like literally this is a uh, stop number one, mm. stop gap number one of we're going to stop off anything here. If it makes it past that and into your stomach, your stomach acid then is supposed to do its job and kill off any viral, any bacterial. If anything gets past any of that, which if you're really functioning right, it shouldn't, it really shouldn't. The eye tears are supposed to be a barrier. The ear hairs, the ear wax, the um, snot, <laughs> you know, not trying to be gross, but Hey, it's, you know, uh, all of that are barriers. Well, um, if you roll up your, Oh, and your skin, of course, mm -hmm. is a barrier, but uh, you do absorb stuff. So uh, a lot of people think that they are made out of plastic and they can put <laughs> anything on there. And it's we absorb 78% of what we put onto our skin. So right. don't put it on your skin, but it is a barrier. So um, when you roll up your sleeve and you say, um, okay, yeah, go, let's just take the flu vaccine. Um, inject me straight into my bloodstream, a virus. Well, your body is like, do what? And their theory is that, oh, well, it will induce your body to create antibodies to go and attack that thing. Well, what it actually does is uh, a lot of people go and they get three, four five at a time you've got this storm going on. Your immune system is going, ah, because you have not, what was the last time you walked into a room and they had tuberculosis and hepatitis and a flu and you went and you kissed each one of the people that had all that stuff and got it into your body at the same exact moment. Right. And then your body had to fight it off. Never. That's not found in ever it's not found in in nature at all in creation and so when we go and we inject it in our immune system was not created to handle that sort of thing and so it does start to go haywire and i believe that there is a way to turn it off i do believe that nanotech is keeping it on because how how sneaky is that to make your body literally just attack itself from the inside out. Yeah. So, yeah. We've got another question on that, but I'm going to kind of go in order. Okay. So uh, here's our next one. And I'm not sure I understand this, this one. If, if you don't, we'll just ask for more clarification. Okay. But Nina is asking us what is in the shape drops that make it work. Okay. So, so the shape reclaimed anti-inflammatory, an anti-inflammatory program that I put people on. Um, it has a homeopathic that is paired with it that has. Um, so before I tell you about the ingredients, um, 
let me tell you why these ingredients are in here first. So have you ever dieted? And then as soon as you got off that diet, your body goes right, right back to the preset weight. And you literally think, why, why does my body think I need to be at this weight? What is that? Well, uh, it's your hypothalamus, which is your master gland for your whole body. It is sending out a message to your um, pituitary, to your pineal gland, to your uh, eventually to your thyroid and to your adrenal that um, you are losing that like it has balanced at that state of say 200 pounds. You have that's it. This is where we want to be. And so it sends out a message whenever you get below that that you are now not in balance. And so as long as you keep eating whatever it is that you're eating, you will stay here. But as soon as you start adding back in all the fun stuff that you were eating before, boom, right back to 200. And then you're, you just stay there. And then sometimes some people will even add a little bit back. Well, what the shape drops do is they're a homeopathic. They have quite a bit of ingredients in there. The ingredient list is on my um, website. So you can go and look at the full list and see what they do and what each one is for. But they basically act on the hypothalamus to make your hypothalamus reset and slowly allow that preset weight to slowly start to drop down to the weight where like say the healthy weight instead of being 200 is you know, 160 or something. So um, it will allow you to have that weight then set here. So um, if at any time you start eating inflammatory foods, you'll find that you slightly do this and that's the inflammation of the food, but you don't go burk right back up to 200. Also in the shape drops are emotional um, herbs that help with emotions because um, the perfect storage found in your body is a fat cell. Your body will stuff a whole bunch of junk into a fat cell. And so all the toxins you are being exposed to, it'll put it in a fat cell and stuff it somewhere. Um, and by the way, arthritis is an empty spot storage place. So your body is putting toxins into that storage. This is, <laughs> this is arthritis. <laughs> so um, if you have an emotional, toxic, emotional emotion, it can also be stuffed into that fat, fat cell. In theory, I believe it because how many times have you lost weight and been just angry? And yeah. you have no idea where the anger is coming from and you're short and you're snippy. It's because it was a toxic emotion that was within that fat cell. So there is emotional support, uh, homeopathic emotional support also along with the other ingredients to help with the hypothalamus and help with appetite suppression and appetite control. So, yeah. and it's really gentle. And that's what I appreciate about it. There's people who are worried that it's like uh, fin fin, you know, uh, and, and it doesn't <laughs> act on your metabolism at all. It's not a 
something to speed up metabolism. It does not work that way. I would never recommend something like that. All it does mm. is just help you as you let go of toxins and helps your hypothalamus reset. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We've got another one here from Jennifer and it was kind of, uh, we were starting to go there with the, the question before. Yeah. So she's got, what do you, um, Dr. Carrie, what do you recommend for cleansing from the, the uh, jabs? Okay. So I guess it depends on, are we talking about the old school vaccinations <laughs> jabs? Uh, or are we talking about the new school because um, they're now coming out and saying that the the uh, flu vaccine, the current ones have mRNA in there. And so, um, you know, they're they're hitting everybody with it. So um, I guess if you're talking about the old school ones, there is ways to get it out of your body. But I will say that there is injury that has been done. And so. Um, I believe that they are loaded with that nanotech. I believe that they're loaded with the software um, that we are being literally like a computer uploaded with software. And so perfect example. Um, so I had an old computer that was Microsoft Windows 8 and they had just come out with Windows 10 and they were like, you want to upload this? And I was like, yeah all right, it'll make my old computer new. And I uploaded it and my old computer was like kerklunk, kerklunk yeah. and would not do it. And I was like, ah, and so I reverted back. But what happened is it had deleted a whole bu bunch of uh, Windows 8. It had also added a whole bunch of stuff. So there was no going back. And right. I'm not saying that you can't cleanse. I'm just saying Number one, you're going to have to have lots of your uh, energy pathways open. You're going to have to have your elimination channels open. I personally use the um, LifeWave patches in my practice. It is very powerful. You put them on the Chinese acupuncture points, which I'm going to learn the olive tov points and start experimenting with putting those patches on the olive top points. I think they'll, the patches will work even more profoundly, but uh, the detoxes with the patches, they're not a classic detox in the form of uh, they help you to run to the bathroom and excrete a lot of poop. <laughs> you know, like a lot of people think that they're like, okay, I'm going to detox and I'm going to poop my brains out. And that's, I detoxed, you know, and it's like, well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if you're constipated, but uh, the um, LifeWave patches are more gentle in that they help you to align the energy meridians of your body, the energy flow of your body, so that then your organ systems can start to move the toxins to the channels to eliminate them. And so, and that's why you have to have an anti-inflammatory diet is because if you don't, then um, you are just going to be more toxins on more toxins in your body. You've got to give your body a break. And so, um, 
without, I, I, I hesitate telling everybody, go do this, go do this, go do this to detox from a jab because everybody is different. Um, like, uh, in that last Monzo interview, shell has so many methylation, um, genes that are turned mm -hmm. off and because they're turned off, she is going to struggle with detoxification until she can get those turned back on. And yeah. so, um, I think that's a part of the damage that we were talking about. The uploading of the software is, you know, turning this off, turning this on. Um, in my son's case, it turned on this extra protein um, and possibly did other things over here, turning them off, you know? So, um, so that's, that's my answer is yes, it can be. It'll be a long process. Uh, you need to, know what you're dealing with from the very beginning and you need to not give up and you need to move through it slowly and with forgiveness. If you're angry at yourself for having done it, forgive yourself. Yeah. If you are angry at, Oh, I'm talking about forgiveness again. Ah, <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, if you're angry at the medical profession for having done this to you, forgive them, let it go. I'm not saying go out and hug them. If you want to go do it, but, um, you know, like let it go. It, it is what it is. And I know some really good doctors. I mean, good doctors, medical doctors that are a hundred percent victims as well in the medical profession by this system. And so, yeah. Um, I'm and nurses like nurse Lee, my mom is an RN, a retired RN. And, um, she was the one that was like, okay, the medical system sucks. And if you go into it, I'm going to get really upset with you. <laughs> and that was her as an RN telling me that she would come home from work and she would just be like, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I do think it's interesting how we keep coming back um, to this topic of forgiveness. You know, John was saying here, you know, I, I thought this was a really interesting comment, how you can receive forgiveness, but the consequences for sin are still there. And it is the same way with the jab because it, it, it is. And, you know, I've been looking a lot at this is what keeps us trapped and 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 what preceded all the miracles that we ever saw happen. You know, when, when a prophet performed a miracle, when Yahushua performed a miracle, when, when miracles happened, there was a compassion, you know, there was a compassion in the person's heart. And so for me, when I think about this, because I know that there's a lot of people that have been through a lot of trauma, a lot of adverse childhood experiences. And I get it. I yes. get how hard it can be yes. to just turn it over. But when we go, you know, it, when we put it at the level of a trust issue between us and Yah, that we trust him with justice, that we trust that yeah. he's, truly able to administer justice in a correct fashion because he knows all the things 
that we're not privy to. There's a whole lot. He's smarter than we are. He understands things from a different perspective than we do. And in order to participate in a true sense in that turning it over and walking in forgiveness, I think that that's a foundational principle to that is really meditating on the fact that he is smarter than we are, that he sees things that we don't, and that we're going to trust him with the outcomes of all these things. And so I'm willing to to forgive and please help me to develop compassion in my heart that I don't know things that may have preceded whatever the situation was. I'm just not privy to everything that you are, Yah. So I'm going to trust you for your perfect justice, for your for your perfect judgment. And I'm going to do what you tell me to do, which is turn it over to you and walk in forgiveness. And it's like every time that thought bomb hits you, that we take that thought captive and we go, wait a minute, I've already made a decision about this. I'm not going round and round again. I gave that to Yah. I made a commitment that I would forgive. So the devil's sending me a thought bomb. I'm going to capture it and I'm going to hand it back to Yah and say, I've already turned this over. I'm not taking this back on my plate today. Mm -hmm. I love that. Two thoughts that came to my mind while you were saying that was, um, there is a saying, I have no idea who came up with it. And um, so can't give them credit. But uh, they said, holding a grudge is like taking a daily dose of poison and mm. hoping to hurt them and kill them. <laughs> and um, that is so true. And if you think about the the poison and what it's doing to your body, if you if you instead of turning it over to y'all, like you say, instead of going, you know, I'm not going to continue to poison myself with this. Right. I'm going to let this go. I'm turning it over to you. And you are the avenger, the the one who takes care of things. Yes. You are the judge. Um, because if you don't, you know, uh, I've, I've heard this and I don't know if it's something that can be proven or not, but that there's a possibility that grudges turn into tumors of cancer within your body. And so... Um, I, I have no scientific <laughs> data yeah. to back that up. But the second thought that came into my mind is you were saying, you know, take into captivity, you know, these, these, uh, thought bombs. And so a long time ago, I memorized a scripture that did that because, um, I was a, a young wife and mother and, um, I was 23, 24 and you know how it is where <laughs> you're still learning the ins and outs of your marriage. And it's like, you know, this man that you gave me, like, I'm going to, woo, you know, <laughs> so, um, I learned in the church that we were at that they were saying, you know, speak out loud scripture, personalize it and memorize it. And then, you know, speak it out loud because that is how, Yeshua fought back when Hasatan came to him and was, um, you know, doing, uh, tempting him, you know, that he spoke scripture. So the one that I memorized for myself was, I cast down all imaginations 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I bring into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. Now, I know that that was King James Version and, you know, wasn't using maybe correct vocabulary there, but that is how I memorized it. And um, it is so good when you think about it, that you are bringing into captivity every thought. Right. Into the obedience. Yes. Of Yeshua. Into obedience of following him. And he says, if you don't forgive, then you will not be forgiven. Forgiven. That. That's that, what it says. Yeah. We got we to gotta believe that he, meet, he meant what he said. You know? Uh, and, you know, it also blows out of the water the idea that, you know, well, I, uh, you know, I was raised Baptist. So um, the idea of walking down the aisle and going to the altar and saying the sinner's prayer and you accept um, Jesus into your heart. And I'm using, you know, their words, um, you accept Jesus into your heart so that um, you can then be saved and you are born again. And there's something to be said for that action and for words and stuff. And I'm not speaking against that, but I'm saying that if you believe that you are in covenant with y'all, if you believe that Yeshua's blood atoned for you so that you can be in covenant with y'all, then you walk around with this big, huge pile of unforgiveness in your heart, then there's a possibility that you might not be in covenant with y'all. And there might be a possibility that your sins have not been forgiven you. And um, I'm just going off of what the scripture said. And I can't see any other way to read that scripture than that. I feel like he was very point blank in that scripture. So we are absolutely commanded. You have got to forgive. So, man, I think that's our theme for this. I think so. I think so. Well, this has been a really good show. We're, We're coming kind of really to the end. Did you have any final thoughts you wanted to share with anybody? Um, I did want to just speak real quickly about that parable. This was in my um, quiet time today and still over there in Matthew, Um, you know, uh, talking about in Matthew seven verses 24 and through 27, where he's saying, if you um, hear and obey, then you are likened to someone who's building um, their house on bedrock. But if you hear and disobey, then you're like someone who built your house on sand. The the similarities between those two people who built their house on bedrock and built their house on sand, the, the similarity in this parable is that the storm came and it beat against that house. And uh, this one on sand fell because it was not obedient. It did not shema, which is to hear and obey. Don't just be a hearer, be a doer, a doer, go do. And I guess for this whole video, 
if you just walk away and you don't think of anything else, go forgive somebody. Just yeah. start there. Walk around every day forgiving someone and asking y'all, is there any rocks of unforgiveness anywhere in me? And I'm going to be doing that because I feel yeah. like maybe that that's what the Ruach is trying to say here is we all need to be digging around inside our spirit. Is there anything in there so that we can be a house built on bedrock that whatever that tsunami is going to bring, it's going to beat against us, but we're going to still be standing. And, and I don't know, are we going to be standing, you know, like in the flesh or are we going to be killed, but we're going to be standing in the kingdom. You right. know, I, I don't want to, you know, I want to be standing in the kingdom. So yes, yes. that's my um, well, uh, well, that was wonderful. I do just want to mention, you know, I, we did talk about a lot of sensitive subjects. So if okay. for any reason um, this video is not on YouTube, once we're done, uh, we have two other channels. We have Brighteon and we have Rumble. So and that's the reason that we have those <laughs> is is so if, if something is deemed that we can't keep there, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. And we get those warnings. Well, then you can always find the videos there. There's okay. things that I don't even put sometimes on YouTube. So if you've never checked out our Pride on or Rumble channel, sometimes you'll see some things that you didn't realize were there. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this has just been a great interview and a great show. And I'm I'm so happy that you've um that I got to meet you and that you've joined yes, us yes. on our telegram group. And I look forward to um seeing more of you, you know, whether uh doing more shows or or what all we might have uh in the future. So um, I would love that. Yes. I'm in. Whatever oh, that's you awesome. need, let's do that it. That is awesome. And so thank you everyone for joining us. And we play, we pray that this has been a blessing to you. We pray that you have heard Yah's message within this message and that it helps you wherever you're at in your journey. All right. All right. So blessings, everyone. And we wish you shalom. You can see it in the movies and the paper and the TV Somebody's army is always on the move There's gonna be a battle, the lines have been drawn They got guns and tanks and planes The wells are gone dry and the water is bad And the air is acid rain There's war after war and rumors of war from the there's a rumbling in the ground and they're talking about